Geek Shock. Run, 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 run. Put your hands up and say, let's have some fun. See that theater? What, what was the review I heard of American uh, Hustle? Oh. Damn wow. good. That's what I hear. Uh, wow. Lots of acting. A lot of people <laughs> really. Yeah. A lot of people really <laughs> acting. Yeah. Like, no. Really like. I am acting now. <laughs> I am acting. A and lot of not much well, else. How often do you get to flex those chops? But I there's also not much else yet. to the movie. I'll, uh, I'll no. bring it in for you guys next week. That was my that was my, my complaint with uh, the master last year with uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, that same thing. It was like ah, oh, it's great acting, but in the end, it's sort of like yeah, the story of American Hustle is kind of eh. It's a mess. It ends up not being a very good movie, in my opinion. Really? Wolf of Wall Street's really good. It, it is I good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I um, gotta check it out. I just thought it was way too intense. Maybe intense. It's pretty intense. I it mean, it's very really. Like, yeah, especially the opening. Like, okay, we saw it on Christmas Day. My me, That's my a girlfriend. Christmas kind of show. Yeah, it is. Uh, we saw it on well, Christmas Well, the second Day. act is all in a circus, so yeah. they're just intense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn it. So. Now I don't. <laughs> now he I got it. Uh, no, we saw it on Christmas Day. Uh, me, the lady, and her parent, or you know, her stepdad and her mom, uh, and her stepdad's like you know, seventy years old, Mormon, right? Like, mom's like sixty. Mom sees whatever. The Mormon guy, not so much. Like this is not his kind of movie. He didn't know. I don't. I don't think he knew what to expect going in. The opening freaking scene of the movie is yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio snorting cocaine off a hooker's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm like, family. welcome to America. Oh, and if nudity bothers you at all, this is not this the movie not for you. Movie. This movie is <laughs> loaded. There, there is more gratuitous nudity in this movie than I have seen since B movies of the '80s. I would like to say, for the record, I have no issue with gratuitous. I don't either. I I was I was just shocked at how I've, much of it there was. There's a certain I've gotten to a certain point now where it, like I was saying when I rewatched Alien recently. Okay, and that's not nudity, but the end of that movie, I'm just distracted in a bad way by what she's wearing in the end of that movie. <laughs> Yeah. The, the granny panties, for me. yeah, the <laughs> ridiculous panties and little half top thing that, like, there's no way that's what she was wearing the whole time. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's a plot issue. It kind of ruins the movie. Yeah. The end of that movie for me. Welcome, so. folks. It is Geek Shock number two twenty. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Uh, Captain Luddite. And Bonzo. Welcome back. Thank you for indulging us that little break. And uh, not going to break for a while. Weekly geekly news for you for the rest of the year. Because that's what we do. You get 50 weeks instead of 52. Yeah. That's right. You know, holidays are holidays. And (laughs) boy, I really went to... Really bad radio de- morning DJ on that, didn't I? That's okay. It's <laughs> okay. A little bit. Where's your yeah. Where's your sound effects <laughs> board? Weenie in the butt. The douche. If you guys watch Parks and Rec, oh no, I have not. I heard. I should. I like the show, but Eric. I think it's Eric Kroll. Yeah, he's got that. He's got a whole character called the douche, and he's a morning radio jock. But he's like this highly educated, like went to North. Northwestern studied, you know, sociology and and is like a highly educated man. So when you talk to him off the radio, it's like, no, that's really fascinating. I think if we uh, just explored all that, <laughs> just want to take a little, uh, you know, a little photo for the Spank Bank, you know. So he just like goes <laughs> in and out of like a highly educated man, and then the douche. It's a funny idea. <laughs> I Pretty love it. The the lead actress on that, uh, uh, Amy Poehler. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just I can't stand her. Not for you. I just can't stand her, and I it kills fly. me because yeah. you know. Like I really adore Tina Fey and her type of comedy, yeah. and it's like every time I seem to see Tina Fey now, 
she's teamed up with Amy Poehler, and it's just like it's like it's like that that whole like mix Stephen of Stephen King's The Dark Half. It's it's like if you ever grabbed a, a a cold pipe and then grabbed a hot pipe right after that, and it's that's that's what it feels like. You're like, ooh, this is nice. Ah, I'm burning. I completely agree with that's Jeff here. Really kind of a funny assessment. Just, every funny. time I see her too, like there's just something about her she that I just do not just like. Just irritates. You know what me. I like about Amy? I like Amy Poehler. I think she's fun. And the thing that I hear about her too, because I just actually I did a long. I drove across country for the holidays to see family and drove back. Nice. And one of the things was I bought the audiobook of uh, Tina Fey's book Bossy Pants. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which if you haven't read i listened to it and it was delightful okay but she she has a couple stories about amy poehler in it saturday night live where amy poehler started doing something backstage you know like they just all start right doing bits and she was doing a bit and i think like chris and it was like her first week there and i think chris Catan or somebody was like would you stop it that really bugs me and she just turned to him and went i don't give a fuck if it bothers you i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> and so that's sort of her attitude she just sort of has this attitude of like She's kind of a bossy, you know, not, pants, pants. not in a bad way, but she's just like, I'm going to do it and fuck you if you don't like it. I kind of appreciate that. Uh, no, you know, that. maybe that's maybe that's a good thing, especially in that comedic world, especially a Saturday Night Live. In business. And, and well, as a she, woman in entertainment. Yeah. yeah but, she yeah. comes from an improv background. I know, oh, totally. Both of them do. I, yeah. I don't know if Paul likes her, but I know he likes Upright Citizens Brigade, which yeah, is, I guess, she was, where she comes from. Yeah, she was a big part of them. And, uh, I don't know that that brigade is hit or miss with me. I hear you. Some of it is is I'm just like really you're calling that comedy, and some of it's like that's pretty damn funny. <laughs> it's but comedy that could comedy be a, in certain ways. Yeah, yeah. and and you know I know Paul's like the first to to say you know there's good improv and there's bad improv and they're mm-hmm. not all gold. So I mean I I get that, but man, just UCB sometimes <laughs> just it's painful to watch, <laughs> and people are laughing, and I'm going. What are you folks laughing at? Uh, it's kind of like when you watch Adult Swim in general. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's kind of like when uh, I watch. Yeah. It's kind of like when I watch Two and a Half Men. Oh, when anybody what are you laughing at? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's why certain shows have laugh tracks. I can't watch that show. My parents love it, and More importantly, I can't watch it. It's like when I watch How I Met Your Mother, because I have a lot of friends who love that mm-hmm. show. I don't get it. I, I've yeah. seen maybe two or three full episodes, and I'm just like, fr- Some of my friends say, oh, my God, you got to watch it. Don't and I it. watch it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like... Mm. These are all. This is boring. Most of the actors that are on this, I, I really like. Yeah. In other things, mm-hmm. on here, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I, I think the last time I saw something funny, I mean, like or a sitcom. I mean, I do watch Big Bang Theory, and I know that's against some of the nerd principles. Maybe I, I like it. See, I and, think and, it's funny, and that's what I was going to say. Is like these arguments that I'm, I'm hearing, I've heard levied against Big Bang Theory, which I'm like. I know you, Jeff, watches it. You say you watch it I've watched it since the so, opening season. Professor Biggs watches it and loves sure. it. I'm, I'm not so. a big fan of it. I've never really watched it much yeah, at all. Yeah, it doesn't all, do much so. for me. Scrubs was good to me, too. I love Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs yeah. is a little I different. I think Scrubs is fun. It was, I like a mix, it was a middle ground because it was kind of like a... It's like an indie comedy. I yeah. loved Scrubs. Yeah, well, I, I could was, watch that daily. Donnelly has made a point. Uh, on you know Matt Donnelly has yeah. been on our show a few times. Sweetie Matt D., Maddie, Sweetie D, or whatever his name is, I can never remember. <laughs> Hi Matt, don't know who you are. Delicious sweet D Matt meat. Yeah, Matt um, meat. Matt meat. <laughs> oh, delicious sweet Matt meat. It's kind of like bacon, but it's like it's it's uh, so we've officially changed his name to Sweet Meaty D. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just uh, just Matt meat. <laughs> Matt okay. meat. Anyway, he's talked about how um, how shows with a live studio audience and or laugh tracks don't do as well nowadays and for him it's usually a sign of it's a weaker show 
because we have sort of gone past that point of, you know, Seinfeld was sort of the last great studio audience show. Wasn't Friends like that? Well, Friends yeah. too, but yeah. And so it's like that whole era. But that Friends started when Seinfeld started, you know, like yeah, that true, generation. True. The problem then, I have with laugh tracks now when the, when you watch a show that has it in there is they put the laughter in like really inappropriate yep. moments. And I'm like, that's not funny. But then when the funny like part hits, scene. I'm like, it's like crickets. It's yeah. like, um, this is where you would have put the laugh track. But yeah, no, I've noticed, I, once he mentioned that, I was like, yeah, most of the shows with studio audiences tend to be weaker shows. In true. My, in my it really book. is true. In my book. But that's um, just, nah. Anybody yeah. watching Dads? No. It's oh, that's right. I, Dad's I, is like the pinnacle of horrible sitcoms. I've been I watching it because I want to see where they're going with this. I mean, like really? I, no, well, no, <laughs> no. I mean, like I'm as far bet as they, like their okay, dads and their kids get older. Seth Green, super funny guy. Sure, I've, I've, I met him. You know, no, he's Seth's good. Really good. Um, uh, his counterpart. Uh, the, why is my brain not working? Forgot today? it was Seth Green in that. Paul's uh, not here. That's why. Huh? Paul's not here. I know that's it could be because I'm not okay, having so a fight. Okay, so his counterpart. Uh, you don't have your defense. Another up. amazing yeah. actor. <laughs> sure, really good actor, very indie actor. Yeah. Uh, and then the two fathers are like acting, you know, legacies. Mm-hmm. You know, they they they've been around for like 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. and, and the show's written by the fart machine. Yeah. And it's it's weird because like they there are times where like they're building up on a joke and they're building a joke and I'm like I see where this is going and this is going to be really funny and then it just falls flat yeah. and then kind of becomes formulaic and I'm sitting oh. here going it's Seth MacFarlane that's producing this show who are they, who do they have writing I, I I only thing I can say is maybe it's being done ironically and, oh, yeah and if so it's really missing the mark. Also, just but, because uh, it's Seth MacFarlane doesn't mean it's... No, like I, and you're, you're absolutely right. And, but And every um, creative artist can't hit a home run every time, but I get you. No, it's but, interesting. Um, I guess Fox like canceled like the six back-end uh, episode, so it's only going to get not, like 18 episodes a season okay. instead of like 24. Not sad by that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that's a tragic loss to no. the entertainment I think world. it's. I think it's going to get canceled. I can't wait for the first season on DVD. Yeah, 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 and then you just watch the, it back to listen back to the commentary. With all the commentary, Seth Green going, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the writers were thinking at this point. But <laughs> the commentary is uh, just a half hour of, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I have house payments. Okay, <laughs> that's what the commentary should be, if we're going to be realistic about the situation. So we've had a few weeks. Any uh, geeky things you want to discuss, get off your chest, things you did, things you thought about, things so you wish you thought about? Telling Captain here, I've been watching like. Nothing but screeners the past few weeks. Like, you're a sad guy. Not somewhat. I mean, but I, I get my stuff from certain people, and you get your stuff from sad guys. Hookups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I've I've seen so many several movies. I did end up watching Gravity because Captain and I had talked oh, about how he's so seen good. it. It was good. It gave me little anxiety problems. I'm glad I didn't see well, it that's, in the theater. That's it's, what it's supposed it's to do. People movie. tell me, I'm like, I can't watch it. It's making me anxious. And I'm like, it's supposed to. Yeah, it, <laughs> It's an anxious situation. Oh, yeah, without question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, sitting there having, I was sitting there having some breathing problems, and I was yeah. like, like yeah. breathing into like a plastic bag. No, they, yeah, there are people that have had panic attacks in there. Oh, it was bad. And they part of really it's that that first person, like, like it, they go in and out of like first person perspective. Yeah. in this movie. 
Oh yeah, you know, I'm trying like, not to spoil it here. No, but, but yeah, you're watching her, and then all of a sudden it pans around, and you're seeing it from her perspective. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like, wow, there's just nothing but empty space, and then it pans back to her, and she's like, there's nothing but empty space. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, <laughs> it's it's like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? That man? was one of the most anxious movies I've seen. I and there was two movies I, I remember yeah, it's an one of them. Movie. I remember one of them recently, but I can't remember for the life of me the other one. I watched two very kind of like emotional movies back to back. That'll get you sometimes. Oh, it was rough. Like I, I don't <laughs> like remember what I watched. Slave, that I one? watched that one. I and that was that. a very like touchy kind of situation. Like because yeah, I've never yeah because I've never stood the ground with that one. And like I'm like just like an honest depiction of what slavery was. Yeah. Oh no. I mean like I yeah I just don't <laughs> like, like talking about a free about man that. that's turned into a slave and then gets this freed again. Nothing like Django. Right. Can't imagine. <laughs> obviously right. Can't imagine that story being. A but motion. I mean the acting in that was so good. Like there was a cameo from Brad Pitt that yeah. I didn't realize was going to be in there, and then. uh you know, I mean, you just didn't see certain things coming, and you're like, wow. I mean, the actors, there's Benedict Cumberbatch was in it. Uh, you know, he played a slave owner, but a nice one. And then, you know, you've had Michael well, Face. Nice as they there's, can yeah, be. as nice as you can be. There's no <laughs> such thing as a nice slave owner. Uh, but then there's, you know, Michael Facebender who played this religious, like, you know, southern slave owner. And I was yeah. like, man, this is such a different, unique role for him. You know, yeah, and it's 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 gonna gain him more credit than he's bet he and he said loved I, having that he role. said on on uh, Daily Show that was a tough part for him I'll to play. Be, I could yeah, only yeah. imagine. Oh yeah, if you're a good person, that's gonna be a tough role. And I'm trying to remember the other film that I watched before that, but these two movies like pushed some severe emotional buttons, and I was like, <laughs> wow. So you were wrecked. I was a wreck. It. Like I was literally about ready to cry, and then I just thought to myself, I'm like. Wow. You know, and I just started thinking only the, a movie. the atrocities only a movie. of like between slavery and the Holocaust, oh, and I'm like, man, just man, humankind is just fucking dumb. <laughs> when he was done, he opened up the window and just yelled, "Fuck you!" Mm, Sometimes it got me. It got me, but I, I still have like five or six left. I, I gotta, thought you were gonna go network. Then you like turn. There are days, man. There are yeah. days. I feel just like that. Yeah. 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 But other than that, I've just been playing video games, you know, yeah. playing my WWE 2K14. Hell yeah. And that's about it. Uh, well, as I mentioned earlier, I did see uh, Wolf of Wall Street and highly recommend it. It is a long film. It's three hours long. It doesn't so feel like that. It, but that's like the number one thing everybody There says. are moments <laughs> when it seems to drag, but that's because it's intentionally trying to build the tension. Yeah. Do you have the but, issue with the soundtrack, though, like I did? No. Uh, okay, explain so, your issue. Okay, so there's there's a part in the movie. I mean, it's basically it's based in the late eighties, this yeah. film. Okay. I'm not trying to give anything away. I'm not really going into that. But uh like well, the and soundtrack. into the nineties. It's 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 eighties yeah, and nineties. Yeah, but like the first bit of the nineties, they mm -hmm. start playing Everlong by the Foo Fighters. And I'm like, uh what? <laughs> there was no way that so that song came out after like ninety five. No. Maybe ninety six ish. I'm trying Those to remember. Bastards. The film ends in like two thousand or something like that. Two thousand. It was when he was on the boat. Like it's oh when he was on the boat. the boat. So right. m most of the movie, you're saying they made a obvious concerted effort to do music of the era that they were in. Close. Yeah. Yes. Close. And then all of us. Well, close. See, so it, it starts always. in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. That's when the the movie so. starts. The, so. mo the music was hit and miss a little bit. Because <laughs> no, I'm I take that back. It starts. I later mean, and then it's like an 89 and then flips back to 87 and goes forward like if right. you're doing a movie in the 80s but you've got songs from the 60s 70s 80s 90s and 2000s throughout it then you're just picking the song that you think captures the mood exactly i mean look at uh look at um uh goodfellas 
plenty of songs oh, not yeah. from the era that that right. movie takes place. Right, exactly. Well, but and nail. another Scorsese film as well. Also, so. Yeah, they nail the mood. But obviously that was enough of we're in the era and then all of a sudden for you, well, this Scors- five-year discrepancy it, through you. Huh? Scorsese's a, a music buff. <laughs> and he is. So he really is. He, and, and you're absolutely right. Well, he, his, he, he puts songs in there that he thinks enhances the mood for that. Well, much like Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, the two of them. He obviously frames scenes around a, a piece right. of music from time to time. Um, also, there was an interesting thing about that film. So Ethan Splee, who's been in you know, Kevin Smith films, oh, yeah. he's well-known. He used yeah. to be on Boy the Meets World. The big guy who can't see the sailboat in exactly. the mall. Exactly. He used guy. to yep. be on Boy Meets World. I mean, he's done it all. Was my, my, name my name is Earl. My name is Earl. So in that film, like when he uh, – when. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio first walks into the Jersey office yeah. and he's wearing like this old late 80s, early 90s kind of shirt, yeah. the mustache, the hair kind of missing here, but he's got the hair right. here. Yeah, that reminded me absolutely of my dad. Like it looks splitting <laughs> image of my dad. That's funny. Like I sent a picture of him, like I found it online. I sent a picture of it to my sister and she's like, oh my God, that's freaky. And it's like a little yeah. bit, isn't it? So, like you said, I it was a very emotional time for him watching those movies. I think Supley yeah. is a little underutilized in that film. I, I will say so that too. because he is a really good actor, and he really doesn't have a whole lot of lines. He's got in maybe there. two lines. He's in the like, film. he's like, it seems like he's always in the background. He's like in almost every scene, but he's just there. He's not doing anything. Hey. Yeah. He made his I mean, money. Yeah, no, he made his money. I'm sure he's 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 fine with it. He got to be in a Scorsese film. We always. Um, I also saw uh, Anchorman two. Yeah, really, fun. really loved that film. Well, I, yeah. the first I laughed my ass off. But again, if you didn't like the first one, you're not gonna. Well, like I haven't this even one. seen the first one. Oh, you never saw the first no. one? Oh, that wow. makes two of us. I'm a fan of the first one. Wow. The second one was. We fun might too. have to have a <laughs> sit down. We have to. You and I, if we're gonna <laughs> Anchorman it out. Yeah. It's a stupid. Anchorman's a silly movie. It's but yeah. That's, yeah, that's what you expect. That's yeah. Will Ferrell for you. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I'd be sad if it was Anchorman Two is. Uh, sillier and yeah and uh, you know heavily a little more exaggerated yeah kind of heavily depends on your knowledge of the first one Mm, heavy depends i I think the reason why i might not have seen the first one is because you know every time i hear a trailer or something they're playing journey and i really don't like (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) getting back to that that's the truth uh what did i do oh i uh finally played the the game dominion the card game the uh board game that's dominion that one is one of the uh What's the word? The deck builder. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a deck builder game, sort of. Yeah, where, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's like a in-house. Yeah, deck builder with. Yeah. All, it's got a ton of expansions. Yes. And then it's uh, you get like six decks that you're drawing from, and then you can play, and you're just collecting uh, points to win, of course. Uh, but you can play to make your own hand deck stronger. So you can collect more points, or every now and then you can attack your opponents and steal things from them. And that, depending on the beauty of the game, is it's one of those games where the six decks you're drawing from are different every time you play, and so the game is different every time you play. So you have to play your strategy a little differently, so, which is probably why it's endeared so long. Yeah, I think that's why it's it's a good little game, and it endured. plays like thirty minutes long. It's like a quick game. And it's a fun little strategy game. I liked it. It was fun. I just figured. I just remembered the the other movie that I watched. <laughs> oh, okay. It was Dallas Buyers Club. Oh yeah, I've heard that's uh, pretty good. With Matthew McConaughey and yeah. okay. Jared Leto as a one. tranny. Yeah. And it was yeah that pushed some emotional buttons too. Oh wait, too. is that the one where he's uh, he's playing that real life uh, guy that that 
Yeah. Bit had AIDS and then went back and like was doing all the charity work. Yes. And stuff. Okay. Well, it wasn't really necessarily charity work. Like he was trying to make some money off of it, and that's what he started. He's oh, basically like these buyers clubs. Meaning the buyers clubs is like so you get these all these illegal drugs. Yeah. They're not illegal, but they're like not FDA approved. Yeah, yeah. So like they bring in these drugs from Mexico wherever they need to bring them in, and he sells it to these people so that way they can still live longer without the the drugs that the hospital are giving them that are killing them apparently. Yeah. But Matthew McConaughey, the movie was a little slow. Um, but I Ma- hear you. Yeah, the movie. The reason watches is Matthew's performance. He yeah. was incredible. Like the the amount of acting in these films lately between American Hustle and Christian Bale, or if it's you know uh, Chiwetel Ojefor in Twelve Years a Slave, or Matthew McConaughey. These these guys will probably win. These will probably be the three that win the the yeah. Best Actor award. Okay. I mean, unless I'm missing something I have not seen yet. I hear you. Well, I'll be, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Idris for uh, Mandela gets... Oh, I have to watch that this yeah. week, and then maybe maybe it's... Uh, what's the dude? Um, Cause I got to go see... Oh, Car- uh, Oscar Isaacs in Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, because okay. Idris can do no wrong. Indeed. And uh, 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 Joaquin apparently is quite good in her. Yeah, I got to well. see that. I'm going to see this yeah. with this weekend, too. Uh, and then uh, our good friend Famous, Paul, uh, for Christmas, gave me uh, XCOM, Enemy Within... Oh, what did nice. you think? I'm having a blast with it. It's a lot of fun. I love. I really enjoy the gameplay. Yes, I really enjoy. Very it. intense that gameplay. It can be. Yeah, at times it can be. In, and there are For times turn based. Yeah, and there are times where you're just like, well, I screwed that guy. That guy's <laughs> dead. That, that guy's dead. There's nothing I can do about it. I. But but you got to send somebody out first, and sometimes they just get caught with their pants down. Yeah, and they got you know they got covered, but from the wrong angle and. That's a fun little game. Yeah, that's a really... I mean, I can tell that it's... It's also when you're doing all the research and everything, and you're like, all right, I'll do the research. I'll do the genetics. I know it's all going to come back to bite me in the ass, but I'll do it anyway, or else I can't fight these bastards. But (laughs) I don't know how it's going to bite me in the ass, but I've seen enough movies that I know I shouldn't be doing this. But, um, yeah, it's a fun game. I really... For those of you who have not played it, it's, I haven't. Yeah, it's not at all a shoot 'em up game. No, it's your you tell each you have a you know a team of five soldiers and you're fighting aliens who've come to you know take over the planet and you tell each you take you give each one a command for each turn. So it's like you go there, 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 and then the aliens move. And then you go there, you go there, you go there, you like go the there. Like the best chess ever with guns. And then the so it's a game. Like what yeah. is it a board game? No, no it's, it's a video game I, oh. for all systems. In fact, I think if you have PlayStation Plus, I think it might be free. Yeah, I have PlayStation Three. No, no, no PlayStation a, Plus. The, oh, the, I know that the thing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's the sort of like a uh, um, a D and D game, but on a video, you know it plays like a D. I'm gonna have to find this thing. You know, it's a it's, good little game. It, you can find it for good and cheap, and highly recommended. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I'm not always. I let you borrow it, but I have it for Xbox. I have an Xbox <laughs> in my house too. Oh, I did? don't always dig the shoot 'em up games, so I think that's why Paul got it for me because he knew I kind of liked more of that like roll turn based game, and that I like that one. It's a lot of fun. It's you don't have to let me borrow. I just realized I have better. Playing games on PlayStation <laughs> than on the Xbox, <laughs> which is why is Paul works? brought over Paul brought over uh, WWE 2K14 when he was here and he wanted to play me on Xbox. I'm like, uh, maybe I'll still beat you, but because you know you're psychologically Xbox, destroying yourself there. Yeah, I kind of am. So, <laughs> but no, that's a fun game. And then there's you know you go back to your base and you got to do all the research and everything and spend money. And right now I'm having some money issues, but mm-hmm. oh, especially if they all? pull that funding. 
Yeah, well, so far the council that decides whether your organization should stay alive has uh, has given me nothing but A's. I just got a B oh, rating. Okay. I just got a B rating for the first time. Uh, so I'm doing pretty well with them. Uh, Russia's going to pull their shit. I know. The only reason I got a B rating was I didn't shoot down an alien ship that we encountered because okay. my... My interceptors weren't good enough to do so. Aww. Sometimes I got to start putting money into interceptors. What do, you, what do you expect, though? Really, UFOs versus fighter pilots? Come on. Well, I haven't really added anything to my interceptors. That's I've true. just just let them be because we don't run into that. There's many So ships. many ways you can grow. So, yeah, and I've been worried about the men on the ground because that's what you deal with the most in yeah. the game. So it's a good little game. It's a good. Uh, well, it's not a little game, but it's a good game. So like if it. Paul gave it to you and the two of you recommended, I'm obviously missing out, so I will have to play this game. That is the proper logical response, sir. Yeah, that's not a bad way of looking at it. But if Paul it. likes something, I have to hate it, right? No, you don't have to. Well, if he's the only one that likes it, then yes. However. Yeah, if there are other, if most everyone else in the room is like, what are you talking about, Paul? Then yeah, don't. <laughs> all right, but yeah. you two like it, so obviously I'll get yeah. to play now. Paul does like things that we like. I mean, we all like Star Wars, and Paul likes Star Wars. True. So it's, uh, but I like Stargate and so does uh, Jeff, but mm-hmm. Paul can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can watch it either. Yeah. I Paul like and I do agree on certain things yeah. here and there. Like, I, I it was funny because I just recently bought Stargate at, at Zia because it was like five movies for $5 or whatever sure. it was. And so I was like, well, Stargate, I'll buy that for 250 or Why whatever not? it was. And, uh, so now it's like Stargate, Star Trek, Star Wars, and like all in my movie collection. <laughs> and they're having they're having a big they're having a big deal this weekend. Is he is? Yeah. Are they now? Yeah, I'm they're having like I mean like you can trade in and get more for your money. Okay. And then like you know certain things off for like fifty percent off or whatever. So you might want to go in there this weekend. Duly noted. Good old Zia. Yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, you know we got all the systems here. So you know got the PlayStation Four, Xbox One. Uh, yes, I was mentioning you've been on Xbox that, a little more than I, usual. So yeah, but I haven't been on <laughs> Xbox One. I've been on Xbox 360 because I, if, with all the next gen gaming, which let's face it, there's not much. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Yeah. But uh, Minecraft called me back. <laughs> I, I, I have been stuck in that joyous sandbox. <sighs> it's just so goddamn zen. Even when you're playing with creatures that want to kill you. It's it's like it's like Legos with monsters, and that's there's everything joyous about that statement. I have yet to get into Minecraft. I tried the demo a couple of times, mm-hmm. and it just kind of confuses me at this point. And so I, it hasn't, you know what I mean? Like it hasn't been as easy to pick up for me for me to go like, yes, I'll get it. You just don't realize because I, I I I ignored it for so long. I ignored it for years, really. I've watched as. There's this Notch and Mojang, and they're giving away for cheap this alpha build of this blocky-looking game, which you can build yeah. things in. And like, yeah, okay, on. sure. And they st- and kept rolling up, kept rolling up. And then finally, it got sent to me in a GameFly thing. So I'm yeah. like, now I'm going to finally see what this Minecraft thing is all about. Starts up, not impressed. And then as I get going, I'm like, holy shit, I had you have no idea how deep that game is until you've actually played it. And then when you start exploring like the wikis and what people have done with it, yeah. then you realize just how deep it can go. Well, that's what it seems like. It's one of those games that like almost has endless possibilities. It really, really does. And the, the fact that it has uh, simple circuits in it that you can build mechanical things and base, uh, basic engineering things yeah. um, just blows my mind what some people do with that. Yeah, if you can get wheels and levers and... 
yeah. lifts to work, you can build just about anything. And you can. People make calculators and computers and tic-tac-toe games and that thing all the time and spend hours doing it. I mean, even if you don't play, you can get lost in just watching YouTube videos of people playing that game. Yeah. Well, I, my nephew does that. Yeah, he I, watches nephew, hours uh, and hours of other people's uh, Minecraft games. Yeah, my nephew, wanted. that was one of the things he wanted this year for Christmas was Minecraft. Yeah, he's been obsessed with it for a while. And he's six. Yeah. Seven. That's just it. It's like it hits all ages, including the very young and like and the very old. And like what kind of game? I mean, does I was that? always into Legos as a kid. So I know if, if once I figure that game out, I'll probably get deep into it for a while, mm-hmm. which is maybe another reason why I've been avoiding it. <laughs> it's, yo, it's. <laughs> like, I want to get out of the house every now and then. I've know? spent tens of hours on it just this week, <laughs> and that's a ridiculous statement to say. Speaking of video games, uh, and I don't know why this didn't pop into my brain earlier, but uh, I did go to CES today, and ah, yes. yeah, I was I at that. Sony booth uh, watching uh, in the PlayStation area. They have, they I just yesterday announced now we're going to uh, go into the Sony's announcements in the news, but go ahead for it. Uh, they have the, the they're going to be able to you'll be able to stream like the entire back catalog. PlayStation Now, PlayStation is what it's Now, called. yes, the, the entire back catalog of PlayStation games through your PS4 and other devices. Can I stop like, you right there? Yeah, Weekend Geek. Weekend Geek. Okay, <laughs> much like we did. Oh no, no news you don't give a shit about. It, huh? Well, I'm just going to skip that because we are in it. Yeah. We're deep, deep in now. So continue, sir. Our, but uh, our galoshes I got to actually, are covered in shit. I got to actually see it in Mine's person. Actually in rabbit shit, but more than I'll have to probably cut this short because I figure a lot of the stuff I would talk about you normally have, so I'll just comment as it okay. comes up. But uh, the the PlayStation Now, granted, it's not out publicly yet. It comes out. Is it later this month? I think later this month. I think later this year. Later this year. Yeah. It, no, it go, goes into beta later this month. Sorry. Okay. That, I I'm thinking about the, what the people were, t- mm, were telling me beta. as I was watching it. But anyway. Um, it was streaming really fast. Really? Now, granted, this was probably a setup for the convention. That's true. Only, so it might not have been streaming from their yeah servers. And also, but, what one user? Well, they they had a couple. <laughs> they had a couple of things set up, but uh, it was kind of neat being able to go. They're just like thumbing through the catalog, going right to the game and yeah. playing the game, and you know, using the controller. And I did not see any lag. That's cool. So in the actual gameplay, because the actual gameplay takes place on servers, you know, in theoretically space. servers that are going to be, you know, thousands of miles away, yeah. and the game is streaming to your game. your console. So wait, so. but you said something about back catalog. Yeah, the entire Sony basically PlayStation, PlayStation back, now back allows catalog. for streaming of PS3, PS2, and PS1 games from the cloud, playing in real time to your really? PS, to your PS4. I mean, you have to pay uh, for the certain game, tablets. Basically. Um, mobile devices, i.e., phones, um, and they're talking about individual purchase and a, or and a subscription model. Yeah, and you can rent as well. You'll be able yeah. to like rent the games, buy the games, etc. Because we had that too. They had yeah. the whole thing, and that worked yeah. pretty well. I mean, I had a lot of friends who were like when they. But got you their... bought the game and downloaded it on the Wii. Yeah. This you're yeah. not actually downloading the game. I understood. You're playing on someone else's computer. You're streaming yeah. it, and so so there is potential lag issues, and there is potential, potential yes loading loading in the middle of your game, which will drive you nuts. There is but, that potential exists, but yeah. according to Sony, <laughs> it's supposed to be very quick. There's in, there there is measurable lag if you have a computer to measure it, 
but they said yeah. the average user does not perceive the lag. Not understandable. Yeah, it's not. It's not perceptible to the naked eye. I'll tell you what. Let's so, go ahead and hit all that Sony yeah. news. Go, go right. <laughs> here we go. I got three pieces from Sony's uh, keynote address. What the today did that happen or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Uh, so first off, uh, uh, hot on the heels of Microsoft announcing it sold 3 million Xbox Ones since its la- launch in November. Uh, Sony uh, rolled out its sales numbers for the PS4 uh, system, which launched in November 15th, sold 4.2 million units worldwide <laughs> as of December 28th. We're a million better than you, Xbox. Uh, yeah. uh, company made the announcement, of course, during Consumer Electronics Show. I mean, Bear in mind, you know, Sony has a whole week lead. so It does have a, a week lead. Uh, yeah, but they didn't sell a million more in one week. Yeah, it's and what's <laughs> they interesting sold a is uh, first weekend. Uh, GameSpot. Yeah, so did Xbox. I mean, no matter what side, I, uh, this is good news for everybody. First, <laughs> no, off, it is. It even is. for you fanboys out there that like one over the other, uh, that's you know seven million plus sold of these two next gen systems. Yeah, no, over consoles the, over aren't going anywhere. Consoles so, are still strong, healthy. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they're still healthy. I know that they're going to go away eventually because we're going to try to put everything in one neat little package. They're going to stream things. We're going to stream them, and it's all going to be on the cloud. And you'll you'll access it all through your TV remote. But we're not there yet. And, yeah, console games will be around for a while. So so yeah, good good high numbers for everybody. 4.2 million. In three months. In two months. Not even, yeah. Yeah. And then they 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 ended that at so the November I'm sorry December 28th so that doesn't include the last couple of weeks that's oh, impressive so a month and a half yeah. very impressive so so that's yeah, crazy brilliant. and uh, so yeah let's talk about their uh, their streaming thing they announced uh, it was based on their acquisition of the game streaming service Gaikai that was kind of the news of last year. Uh, it's called PlayStation Now. Uh, eventually streams PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 games, quote, from the cloud. Uh, Sony executive Andrew House made the announcement at the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, Sony promises that the game streaming service will give PS4 owners, quote, instant access to games they loved from previous generations, unquote. Uh, the service will allow for individual rentals of games or subscription plans. Initially, PlayStation Now will only be available on PS4, but Sony plans to roll out support for PS3 and PS Vita at a later date. Uh, The selection of games will also be fairly limited at launch, with Sony only revealing a few titles available when the service launches this summer. Uh, The Last of Us, Beyond Two Souls, God of War Ascension, and Puppeteer. Uh, In addition to landing on PlayStation devices, the service will also be made available to newer Bravia HDTVs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the service is the... uh, First fruits of the acquisition, they bought Gaikai initially for three hundred and eighty million dollars for uh, for its three hundred and eighty billion million million still yeah so so that's that's the basic layout of PlayStation now. Also, while I was there, I got to see uh, there was a little bit of a line there, and I didn't want to wait around to actually play it. Play it, but uh, they had uh, a demo of uh, infamous. Uh, Oh, the new Infamous that's coming uh, out. <laughs> second Son or something second like that? Second Son, yeah. I had to think of the name of the game there for a second. Uh, but what it's were your the initial impression? It looks good. I, I mean, gameplay looks very similar to the first two games. I mean, I, I can't imagine them changing that up too much because it was one of the more popular um, games on the on the console, but or on the PS3, I should say. But uh, it looked really good, like, just the graphics and everything looked really, really good. Hmm. I was very impressed with it. Um, so uh, didn't get to play it myself because the guy that was in front of me in line was 
spending a little too much time on it. Asshole. And he's I just always like, you know what? I just I'm not gonna Why wait. Why is around. that guy always there? Because he's a jerk and he follows Jeff. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> he clearly doesn't follow Jeff. Oh, oh wait. Jeff follows him. Whoa, yeah. what's going on there, bro? Well, I'm just saying he's always in front of Jeff, so he can't no, be that's true. That wouldn't be following. That People would be, cut in line. He leads these things. <laughs> <laughs> he leads Jeff. Little does Jeff know he's the follower. <laughs> mm. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah. It's the worst kind of follower. Hey, do you have the little Michael Bay news bit in there? Uh, you know, I kind of left it out just because it's, I don't know if it's so so much news. No, but it's I did news watch you don't it. give a shit about. Yeah, yeah I, 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 if you're not aware, which you probably are at this point, uh, Michael Bay was uh, doing something with Sony, was it? Something like that. Yeah. Or so, Samsung, maybe? Or Samsung, perhaps. Uh, a curved television and was brought out on stage to talk about it. The teleprompter went down. And Michael Bay apparently can't exist without a teleprompter and got very embarrassed and walked off the stage in a very awkward manner. How is it really? that well, you get yeah. embarrassed and walked off because you didn't learn anything about the product other than the goddamn teleprompter? Well, I, I, a lot of those guys are brought there. They're paid to just be there but and stand and read do that some thing. research, bro. Come on. To be the figurehead. Sure. I mean, you, you, you want to be... Be ready. Be. Yeah, I mean, I get both be, sides. Of be that prepared. Goddamn, you Boy Scouts. I, I could be prepared if it, if it were me asked to do that. Yes. I would get some knowledge. Hey, it's curved. Ba da da dee. Yeah. But when you get into the techno jarble of it, that's but, gonna but that's be just important that, at this thing. Uh, when you see it, you, you'll you understand because he does get lost in the technical side of it. Yeah. He's asked questions um, about what he tries to bring into. Filmmaking. His filming emotionally. Oh well, <laughs> I don't think about motion. Do that. And, I I make yeah. I make uh, I make movies like uh, and I was, like Independence <laughs> Day. We're not dealing with emotions. I just think bigger explosions are better and more killing of aliens. And we'll hand it to the guy that complex robot that tried is, that is running the thing. The 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 actual <laughs> MC of the whole thing. Because uh, he, he's them. he realized what's happening. He's throwing them softballs. He's saying, yeah. you know, like, let's wait. Like, like riff on movies for a little bit, and then he's like, well, how? Would, then he's like, well, how would a curved screen help your help uh, your your immersion? You know, <laughs> just like real softball stuff, and and uh, just oh, it's it's almost. Well, I feel I can, bad for the guy. I can already tell you, I had no clue about that damn product whatsoever. But yeah. I can tell you by looking at a curved TV what it would bring to cinema. Okay, it's not that hard. Yeah, but it's it's really I reckon yeah, watch it because it's awkward. I mean, it's, we've all it's been a to weird piece of we see what a curved screen does. A weird piece of right. history with Michael Bay. But I mean, just think about that cinematically, like what it could bring to that. If, if it's curved enough to actually reach your peripheral, and so that you're completely engrossed in the in the image, then that's sure. what it's going to be. I mean, look at there 3D. were a couple there, a couple of different companies that had curved screens, yeah. and the nice thing is that if you're sitting on a couch. You've got pretty good viewing angles, no matter what part of the couch you're sitting on, and that would have been an easy one. Because, like, I watch our TV, and you know, it's we're pretty well straight on, but I am kind of a little <laughs> off to the right, so sometimes. And right you know, now, you just out. Is it out really? Did, an issue? Michael Bay? Exactly. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Is that really an issue? It's <laughs> not an issue. It's not a, a huge issue, but there are times where it, you know. It seems flat and like it's off to like like I'm looking at it from the side as opposed to directly on. <laughs> Guess I just I, I'm not nearly as sensitive as you when it comes to those until you've of been in front of that curved screen, my friend. 
You yeah, don't know. I, I, then you realize. I what's, probably won't what's buy one on. until there's no other choice. <laughs> well, not Michael Bay. Not only has he just ruined film, he's ruined this company's. He hasn't ruined film. He, he you know makes what? Big explosions. He's not ruined this company because look, we're talking about this damn product that well, you know I nothing mean, about. I just think he's ruined movies in general. In he's fact, just, this could be an insidious. This, this could have been an insidious plan. If only it would. It's like this know. is what we planned. He ruined Transformers. He's he, ruined Transformers. Pirates of the Caribbean. I can go on. Did Michael Bay you know direct what? Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean? Oh, uh, well, I think he produced no, it. No, he didn't. Bruckheimer yeah. didn't do it either. Yeah, but no. No, Bruckheimer did Pirates. He did the first Bruckheimer three. Did Pirates. Jerry Bruckheimer produced the first produced, three. Okay. Right, produced. Okay. I'll give him produced. Gore Vabinsky, that's right. the name. I got to say, the yeah. first Pirates is actually kind of fun. Because yeah. uh, I, like, I like yeah. Armageddon. Hmm? I like Bad Boys. I like The Rock. Oh, I do like Bad Boys. I like The Rock. The okay. Rock for what it is. Those films sure. were yeah, okay. were good. Con Air. It's Con Air. It's like <laughs> hit and miss film. Paul hates Con Air. He does. I like uh, it. I, I think like it's Con a fun Air. movie. I think it's. I think fun Con too. Air is fun. But Con some, Air and Face Off are in the same category. Absolutely no, stupid. Face Off is a but way a better film. It's like when he got a hold of Transformer, he's like, okay, I have this gigantic budget. I have. Carte blanche to basically do whatever I want with these characters and that should be the from Hasbro, and from Hasbro, and he fucking ruined it. And that should be the blurb. I'm Michael. It's Beck also and fuck up whatever I want. It's also uh, <laughs> the you know you get obsessed with those computers and the computer technology, and then you just well, don't see the forest for the trees. You know, like one of the one of the quotes I hated with is like he's like. Well, in this movie, in this, in the second film, I think it was, he's like, in this film, we put way more moving parts in each of the each of the robots, so you, there's there's a lot more going on so on each confused. one. And I'm like, why? Why do I need to see thousands of little gears moving around when I'm trying to watch the quote unquote character speak? And you don't <laughs> even know when they're fighting who's fighting who. The the character is standing still. And it's moving like a thousand frames a second. It was going to happen. All They're kinds of movies. crazy stuff going on. They're horrible. It's like man. it's like less is more, guys. And the internet agrees. Figure it out. I know. Completely. I don't know if they're I horrible right. movies, but they're bad movies. All right, enough of Michael Bay. <laughs> you brought you brought him up. I, I did, but up. now I'm done with it. <laughs> my fault. It's my fault. Still go see the video. You probably already have. Sadly, but. no, we haven't had all we're going to get of Michael Bay. So no, it's probably true. not. We got some turtles coming. Uh, and then the uh, the third Sony thing. Uh, this is for you PC gamers. Out there. there is no third thing. Uh, <laughs> I should have done that. Uh, Sony Online Entertainment uh, is likely to change its subscription model for its lineup of PC MMOs into a single system where users pay one fee for access to its entire catalog of games. In a recent Reddit thread, SOE head uh, John Smedley said the company would likely move forward with a plan to change custom, charge customers a flat monthly fee of fourteen ninety nine, which was their new normal monthly subscription cost for a single MMO, huh. uh, for access to its entire catalog of games on the PC. Uh, when the plan goes into effect, current subscribers would get refunds for any games they pay for, and the new plan would be offered in their place. Uh, the plan will not extend to MMOs on consoles on PS3, PS4, like Planetside and DC Universe Online, which are free to play anyway. Uh, you can't do, according uh, to Smedley, quote, we can't do the same kind of promotions as easily on the PS3 and PS4. Uh, we're a lot more limited because we can't use the uh, per, uh, premium currency that Sony uses, uh, their station cash on there. So when they have the three-time sale on SC, they have to do something different for our console titles. It's a pain in the neck to deal with this, unquote. 
Uh, Sony currently operates EverQuest, EverQuest 2, EverQuest Next, which is coming, Planetside 2, DC Universe Online, Pox Nora, Free Realms, and Star Wars Clone Adventures. So There's a couple of huge yeah. uh, franchises there. There is. And a lot of them are free to play. It's impressive what, how much Netflix has changed yeah. the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, how we cons- not, and how we is consume our entertainment. That is now becoming the standard of how it's done. And of anything that you can say right now of what I would want, I the thing I want most is Jeff's Boba Tea because it looks really good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching well, you drink that thing. For, like a for a small <laughs> monthly subscription. For a small monthly subscription, you too can have a Boba Tea. You can have <laughs> Jeff's Boba Tea. <laughs> And actually, what did I? I saw recently Netflix is changing their prices too. Oh, are they? Are they uh, up in it? Actually, it looked like they were. Yeah, they're it. they were offering. Um, if you if you there's had, three new plans. You can stre- you can do straight streaming in standard definition to any one, one TV, or any, TV or any yeah any one, one TV at a time, and then you can have two TVs simultaneously. Yeah, and it didn't matter. It doesn't have to necessarily be under the same roof. Yeah, or and then the third one was three. Because uh, the I guess the tablet, like if your tablet or computer, it doesn't count towards the the television. Oh, really? Device, but so, interesting. but the thing was, like, if you just if you're for uh, for me, I'm all alone. Yeah, uh, this is one of the few times where that's a benefit because uh, I think it's actually going down like a dollar a month. Well, yeah. And so, but if you had two, you know, this way, two TVs in the house can, which is, you know, if you've got yeah. multiple people in the home. That's well, that, that was the thing. That was part of why they were doing it is because, you know, you could have for families your, your main TV and then somebody wants to go watch it on in their room on like, say their other console. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Like you, you're, you know, running it. The TV has it built in, but you want to go in the other room and watch yep. it on the PS3. You couldn't do that before, I guess, at the same time. Which makes sense. I mean, it's all on one thing. So. As long as they keep sending me discs, man. Yeah, and then there was, yeah, I think the third and second and third plans were also options with or without discs. They were still pr- fairly reasonably priced, uh, though, the considering. And, uh, oh, and also uh, Netflix uh, announced that they're going to start streaming in 4K starting this year. Really? Everybody's going 4K yeah. now. Uh, House of Cards it's a, is going to be in 4K. So is, that's been my concern. Is like, when's all this 4K stuff starting? It's coming well, now. Apparently, they just apparently they're they're going to do it because uh, they're going to all of their original content is going to be produced in 4K. I guess this year, uh, okay. House of Cards, uh, Orange is the New Black. Fantastic. They're going to be they're going to be able to stream in 4K. I'm going to CES tomorrow. And that's yes. what I'm looking forward to the most because I've not seen this 4K. They technology. were just They're talking, talking about, about it for a while. yesterday. Yeah, uh, they announced a lot more. They were showing 4K TVs. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, this is the almost next everybody's way. got and, one. And that's yeah. it. And then you see it on on television, like the future on the 4K television, and then like, yes, but I can't see what that looks like on an HD TV. But here's the and here's the thing about these. These are going to cost a lot of money right now because it's a well that's what hd did it right it's a first-time market so you know the high-end stuff will cost you more than three grand or you know something of course and i expect that i don't expect i'll buy one right away but i just want to see it all right of course i don't blame you there excited am i yeah well native 4k content on a 4k tv (laughs) (laughs) is impressive is excited am i (laughs) native content native 4k content on a 4k tv is really impressive i will say that um, I did get to see a short clip of House of Cards in 4K. 
Okay. Well, um, I would think it's the difference of when you used to see HD on yeah, a regular TV, sure. and then you got yeah. a HD TV, and you're and like, I want to experience oh. that again. Because the HD looked good on your regular TV, yeah. and then you got an HD TV, and you're like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see it now. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> next week I will have a full report. I am going tomorrow. I am going to a uh, an event, a groundbreaking WWE announcement at the win tomorrow. Uh, for some people who oh, are wrestling thank fans. thank God you're going to have I, a report for us God, next week. I don't know what I've done. It's actually, it's I actually, was really worried about that. It's actually <laughs> something that deals with. <laughs> sorry, I'll lose Adam next week. Thank you. I, sorry, my bad. No, but it actually deals with, yeah, it actually deals with the stuff we're talking about. I think I have to work. Okay. With, about, uh, you know, <laughs> 4K. streaming or, you know, 4K you or wrestling. whatever. Uh, it's, it's, I'll talk sweaty. about it next week. I'll talk about it next it's week. It's too top secret to talk about now. <laughs> That's true. It's, it'll, it's too earth shattering. tell you now? No, I no, no. Know it's too earth shattering. We don't want to don't don't shatter the yeah, earth. We don't want to shatter the earth twice in two weeks. Maybe Let's just truth. hold it off till next week. Wow. Let's just keep it. <laughs> Paul's not here and yeah. I'm getting upset. You, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's keep that bolt in the holster. Let's keep it in the gun until the right moment. You know, let's be wise with our sniper rifle. <laughs> Roger that, Captain. <laughs> Lest we cause too much collateral damage as I continue with the metaphor. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Continue. I apologize for the interruption. <laughs> <laughs> this no was, such thing in this place. This, this, this was uh, this was coming, but it's officially happened. Star Wars comic books are returning to Marvel. The comics publisher announced that it will partner with parent company Disney and recent Disney acquisition Lucas Films to produce new Star Wars adventures for the first time in more than two decades. Marvel was the original comic book home of Star Wars and published it an ongoing Star Wars series beginning in 1977 and lasted for nine years. Uh, since 1991, though, Star Wars comic uh, saga has been unfolding at Dark Horse Comics, where classic stories like Dark Empire and the still unfolding the uh, Star Wars, that's the adaptation of George Lucas's original, very different first draft of the original Star Wars, uh, was published. Uh, many have uh, been predicting that move back to Marvel ever since Disney came to own both companies, Makes and so sense. now it's finally happened. Unfortunately, this development does mean that Dark Horse, which has made Star Wars a huge part of its publishing slate for more than two decades, uh, will have to leave that galaxy far, far away. Yeah, I think they're SOL. Uh, uh, Dark Horse noted that uh, though the company only has a few months left with the Star Wars license, it does plan to go out on a high note, so they're, they're wrapping things up. Uh, do we have a preference? Do we a f- Dark Horse... Do we care? Has, yes, I think I, I, I think they do. I think the the uh, that is a cared thing, especially by the the comic fans. Um, Marvel, of course, this was a very different time. Comics in the seventies, thirty years ago. Star yeah. Wars comics from the seventies are very hard reads because they go ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous in what way? Uh, just uh, it's almost almost. You know how the. Maybe you know the, the, how cosmic Marvel goes when. Let's put it this way: uh, Doctor Strange would make a fine character in the Star Wars universe of Marvel. <laughs> All right, just just really weird. Wow. They, they go crazy. Maybe that's on where the they characters. came up with them from. Uh, they go crazy on on the uh, the monsters and go off to weird tangents. Um, so Dark they treat Ho- it more like a superhero but, world. But of course, this was back when you know all we had was Star Wars. No Empire Strikes Back yet. Uh, the, the, so they were developing canon from a single film, so they yeah. had the world to play with. Whereas Dark Horse, when they came into it, they were already starting to develop the uh, extended universe of the novels. You know, 
Yeah, you had so, all that stuff. So yeah. you had the full Ooh. canon already developed, and when you have that many rules written, it's easier to write more compelling direct stories instead of letting the creativity run wild. So I, I imagine it's not going to go back to that original 1977 Crazy Marvel Crazy anything-goes world. Um, yeah. In fact, if anything, it's going to be more of a eye to the future of making these comic books actual canon of Star Wars. I wouldn't be forward. surprised if they try to tie them to the movies that are so, coming out. Sure. And all that stuff so too. there'll be prequels of the official movie and things like that. Because that's synergy, baby. Yeah. But that is not to discount Dark Horse because they have done great, great but, Star Wars stories. Yeah, I just I haven't seen or read any of them, so I didn't know. Great work by Dark Horse. And in fact, I'm sure quite a few fans are lamenting this news. Well, yeah, I mean, Disney's awesome, but they can also ruin things. In fact, that almost goes into my <laughs> next story. Uh, along with the six main films and long-running yeah, Clone Wars series, uh, there's a, a ton of Star Wars canon spread out everywhere from comic books to tie-in novels. So now Disney is working to determine what will actually remain legit. Uh, Lucasfilm employee Leland Chi, a part of the company's story group, is among a team of execs working to define the legitimate Star Wars canon in the wake of the Disney sale as the company looks to ramp up new sequels and series across a whole bunch of media. Uh, by the looks of it, Disney Lucasfilm has established a committee to keep track of and define the canon, and they'll be making an effort to unify all the new stuff for movies, comics, spinoffs once it gets off the ground. So they're basically going back and saying, okay, Novels are not canon. These comic books are not canon. Basically, adjudicating. Ridiculous. Yeah. So it's it's great that that's somebody's job. That's such a corporate thing to do, though. <laughs> it's let's put everything in a box. We got to define everything. But that's something Star Wars has always done. The the tie-in novels were never part of canon, which and is probably fine. never will be. And they're not. And that's not going to discount it. And that's certainly not going to stop tie-in novels. That's yeah. such a moneymaker for everybody involved. But I mean, uh, uh, why is this news? It's news just because it's the <laughs> first time that anybody has gone, we have to define what the story of Star Wars is. Well, I'm sure I'm sure George has done that a few times while he was he's tried creating, creating those prequels at home, but he's never been like, all right, everybody, here it is official. Quit yeah. fucking around. Yeah, because who cares? With George, it's just like it's the movies. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird to me that they feel they have to make it like public. There, there's just so decree. much out there. Well, Star Trek as... like did that pretty much from the beginning. They said what you see on screen is canon. Yeah, everything else is not. fan fiction. Well, but that's so, just as so long you've as got, di- you've got thousands of novels, and you're right. As long as Disney just does that, then they're right. saying that. You're right. Yeah. And 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 it's and and you're right. It's kind of not news, but at the same time, I found it very entertaining. So. No, I mean it would be a fun job. Don't get me wrong; it'd be a fascinating thing to sure. do like sit down and go like what's the official you know stories that we acknowledge and the journeys that would that have been taken hey. well it is interesting because i can't think of any other franchise that has done that where they said well let's go take a look at all of these comics and novels and all this stuff that's been written outside of you know that's true lucas and his direct writing team and go what does and doesn't fit our vision of the future for this franchise i hope life day makes the cut life day yeah i want life day and when does episode seven come out 2015 or 2016 2015 next year well that's what they're saying december of 2015 right yeah i'm sure for the christmas time yeah it's gotta be it would have to be i would assume well we're a summer blockbuster and that's gonna be a huge movie 
It's going to be a huge movie. Speaking oh, of huge movies. A lot of people are going to go see it. Yeah, is it big? I, I the segued sequel? it. I segued it. Is it big? The sequel? There we go. Is there a sequel to big? I hope so. Oh, I, it's called huge. Hu- yes. Big huge. <laughs> <laughs> they called it. There really is a sequel. Yes. He, big. Uh, the, they no. just showed it on no, Sunday. No. They just showed that on the big screen. It's like, again. it's like, uh, oh, t- did they? Tom no, Hanks <laughs> from big has gotten huge. And okay. he marries the 50-foot woman. Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> but what about Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? That's the, their yeah, kid. There you go. They that, adopt that, that they kid. They had the kid, yeah. The two of them had that child, and then Rick Moranis has to try to make Shrink them all normal-sized. <laughs> what happened to Rick Moranis? Is Rick Moranis dead? <laughs> he <laughs> might be. I don't this know. This is all copyrighted. <laughs> We're selling uh, this. I, I, I might be the fact checker tonight, so let me check for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, like that guy fell off the face of the planet. Not that he was like huge, but he, you know, yeah, even on that show, the Nerd Show recently, like even one of the original nerds is back, like or most of them from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yeah, like they're all back, like you know. But like Rick Moranis is nowhere to be seen. But he's been. Oh, right, you know, I'm what? not saying he's in the movie. Oh but no, I mean, I'm like, thinking. Of, I know Tim Kazarinsky's still around because I met him a couple years ago. Ah, Tim Kazarinsky. But yeah, Rick Moranis. What happened to that guy? He uh, he uh, went into personal. Uh, well, I don't know what the word is. Are you the gatekeeper? He's sixty years old right now. But, but yeah, Mick, Rick Moranis pretty much pulled himself away from society, got away from acting for good. Seriously? Yeah. Like he, he was like, enough is enough. Yeah. It, the Hollywood's insane. Uh, yep. I'm I've tired had, of this I shit. I've had enough. Uh, that's why he's he's awesome. he gets a, he gets approached for awesome. He interviews said, all the time. Oh, he I denies can stands it. and I can't he just, stands no more. He just wants to spend time with family. That's awesome. I yeah. applaud that. Absolutely. God bless him. He's done his part. Yeah. And but yeah, I love it when people are like, "Okay, I'm done with the insanity because this the whole business is stupid." Yeah. <laughs> and and he he is the poster child of. <laughs> he officially left the film industry in 1997. Yeah. God, was that long? Six ago? years yeah. after the 1991 loss of his wife Anne to breast cancer. Was that long ago? Oh. Wow. Well, well, he did come back in 2000, apparently. And as of 2004, Moranis was on the advisory committee for the comedy program at Humber College. So he's got that under his bill. Yeah. yeah he's, you know, still got to make a living. Cool. Uh, let's see where am I at. Oh, yes, there it is. The, the movie, big movie. Uh, Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Terrible. Now has a North American box office take of just over $409 million. That's pretty small. That officially sends the film past Iron Man 3 to make it the highest grossing movie released in 2013 in the States. Uh, that also makes the two biggest movies of the year both science fiction films. Yeah. And Catching Fire has become the first movie with a female lead to top the yearly box office in almost 50 years. The last one was 1965 with The Sound of Music starring Julie Andrews. Wow. Really? Uh, that's a few interesting things to note. Uh, first, uh, Catching Fire is passing Iron Man 3 at the box office without the benefit of the latter's higher 3D ticket prices. Uh, the Hunger Games sequel was the only movie besides Fast and Furious 6 that was shown in plain 2D and still finished in the top uh, 10 in 2013. And second, Catching Fire is not the only female-led sci-fi blockbuster to make a killing at the box office. As Gravity. we talked before, Gravity has earned $660 million worldwide with Sandra Bullock in the lead. So let's not forget that for years, Hollywood uh, studio execs have moaned that the action genre movies with female leads are box office poison. In fact, that's been one of the excuses why we haven't seen a Wonder Woman feature. Sandra Bullock's yeah. one of the They're highest... working on that, though. Sandra Bullock's one of the highest-paid actors in Hollywood and has been yeah. for years. 
Uh, and getting back to gravity for a moment, I'm glad I didn't see that in 3D. I know you did, I and did. not just because I, I we talked about how I have an issue. It's with very 3D good. The 3D about is very about it good being in post production, not 3D, and not filmed in 3D. But I'm glad I didn't see it in 3D because if I had anxiety watching it regularly, <laughs> yeah. tell me about geez. it. Yeah, and you're not wrong. Yeah. Well, all the 3D. I, I, I after listening to you guys speculate on the podcast when I was out of town it on gravity. They actually, I, I did a fair amount of research on this. I'd heard they, they filmed a good majority of it in. They filmed 3D. the the live action sequences in three were filmed in two D. Oh, okay, with three D in mind, so they were framed to be in converted to three D, and the reason was because all of the CG was being done was being was was already looking before they even started shooting one frame of film they were looking at doing it all 3d yeah so so all of the cg so all of your space scenes and everything that's yeah, yeah. all native 3d no, I, may ha- I, I don't know if i can say this if i can find it on 3d i may have to go watch it now i mean it's it's it's, it's intense it's so you one said of the better 3d experiences that's yeah what you said. it's yeah, really intense i mean you don't notice so much like some of the the scenes that were quote were filmed in 2d because of the way they were shot, they were intended to be yeah. um, converted to 3D. So the, the way that they were framed was with three f- with 3D in mind. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these conversions, they don't have that in mind, and then it is done in post production. Because I do agree with you, a lot of these things that are no, converted to 3D don't. I would say 99 percent of 3D movies yeah. are not worth going to see. Yeah, absolutely. The only not. ones that are maybe worth going to see are the animated ones because. It's all in a computer anyway. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, in this one, it definitely increases the tension uh, well, that you that feel in the film. So, depth and distance. so maybe maybe it's not right for you. If you said maybe you had not. such anxiety yeah, with did, it anyway. Really okay, more um, importantly, like Alien didn't top the blockbuster for that year? Didn't top the box office no, for that year? Certainly not. Certainly not? No. Nope. Nope. Really? Alien was kind of considered a box office failure when it came out. Wow, that's surprising to me. I mean, it, it, it didn't like fail, fail, but, you know. Prometheus might have done better than that. It didn't that do as well as Fox thought it was going to. In fact, uh, they Prometheus, also canceled so. a lot of the toy line that they had planned, partly because they were like, well, how are we going to promote what toys a for a film? hell toys. That's yeah. a scary film. And, and rated R. And yeah. was rated R, too. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they had all these toys planned, and only like a few of them got released. In fact, the, a company just recently released one of those original alien toys yeah. in highest, their own line. The first movie to be the highest grossing movie of the of, year. Of the year. That had a female lead in it since Sound of Music. Yeah. Wrap your reins around that. What's that also is, interesting, and I, somebody, that is fifty years. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's a long time. I don't remember who posted this, but somebody posted online, and I it went just to seems the. Hard to believe. Yeah, I went to the original article because we've we've brought up the whole Bechdel test a few times on the show mm-hmm. in you know the last month or two. Uh, the of of the last uh, few years and and 2013 in general. By the way, the um, Hunger Games would not pass that test. Actually, it did. Oh, I think it did. Technically, they have like yeah. one scene where they don't talk about a boy. <laughs> but but anyway. uh, um, it, it, yeah, it did pass. It doesn't it, spirit. It was on the list, but it said <laughs> yeah. that the top grossing films of 2013 passed the Bechdel test, and the ones that did not did worse at the box office. And I thought that was kind of interesting. It is interesting. 
and because and, and I guess Iron Man three like barely passed it, but it's you know it it no, was had because a, had a solid scene of of techno babble. Well, the as I said with um, uh, wouldn't hold on, wouldn't Twilight count though? Because that Kristen Smith or Kristen Stewart is a yeah, but I don't lead? think it was the highest. That, why, it would office. have to be. Are you kidding me? No, it wouldn't have to be. I don't think be. it was. And the it didn't come out in 2013, right? No, but I mean of past years. 2013. Of the past years, it would be. I, I would assume I that made a lot more money than most films in that year. I don't think it would have made more than Harry Potter did, and it came out a lot of times when Harry Potter did. Oh, that's true, I too. think Harry Potter would have I was just thinking think that had, logically with Kristen yeah, Stewart right. being at the helm. No, no. All you have to do is have a list of the top grossing films the last 50 years. That's And just see who was at the top. And as I said with that Catching Fire, okay, fine, it's a female lead. But it's a female lead that's being manipulated, unbeknownst to her knowledge, by a bunch of men. Agreed. So it's not a very positive, like, yay, women are great. It's like, yeah, yeah women can be manipulated. Okay, especially here's, young women that are emotional. Here's the <laughs> here's the basic. I'm, I'm not going to go into the heavy detail, but it says uh, top 50 movies of 2013. Bechdel breakdown. Uh, the ones that passed grossed 4.22 billion dollars at the U.S. box office. The ones that failed only grossed two point six six billion. Only of that's 50, 50 movies. <laughs> that's a significant amount of cash. A little only bit. Only two point six billion. That's a shame. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's pretty impressive. I mean, they've got a long list of things in here. Uh, Hunger Games did pass, and they put little notes in here about you know why they would barely pass. Like, yeah. uh, uh, what was the one that I was looking at here? That's 50 years. That's what blows my mind. That yeah. there I mean, hasn't there's been, been some big there's been some big late leading lady roles, but nothing like to yeah. green the box office draw. Yeah. Boy, that's surprising to me. Of course, I can't I'm trying to think of movies that might be yeah, that box office draw that would have a female in the lead. The it top would, ones I like guess speed. Yeah, maybe. Well, well, even that that's not the lead. Keanu's the lead. It has to be. Yeah, he's right. Keanu's the leader. Keanu the leader of that movie? Oh, yeah. It had to be. Not Speed 2, though. She she, she ran away with Speed, speed two. 2. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I always think of her in that movie, not him. <laughs> so because no Julia Roberts movie star. ever broke. Well, she's better. What's that? Julia Roberts never broke it either, obviously. Yeah, she Aaron, was a well, Aaron Brockovich, but that wasn't a huge blockbuster. No. And uh, Meryl Streep. I mean, her last big one was The Iron Lady, right? Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Those those dramas aren't going to They're beat not going to bring it in. It has Drama to be will an not be number one. They will not beat a box It has off. to be an action movie. Yeah. So until Wonder Woman, as you brought up, until Wonder Woman gets it's just day. It's mm. due. And then that will that will probably be nope. the top. You don't think so? Nope. No, sadly. There's no, no way that Wonder Woman beats out uh, one or two other comic book movies that come out at the same year. No, that's no. I'm year. saying it'll beat out these two films, Sound of Music and... That's uh, what I mean. To make this list, you have to be the top movie of your of year. Of the year. Oh, of the year. Yeah. yeah. I was just going off of what we were talking about, about a being female role. Mm. No, yeah, but female I'm Female lead of the top movie of the year. In 50 years, there has not been a movie that had a female lead that was the top box office of the year. It's, it's pretty... You don't yeah. think it will? I mean, what's Wonder, do you know what Wonder Woman's against? When does that come out? Well, I mean, if it's Iron well, Man... Well, first off, we're not getting Wonder Woman. If it's Avengers. Well, into... If it's... I would say we don't see a Wonder Woman movie till at least 2017. A solo I would, movie, I bet right? Four or five yeah, years. solo movie. There's already have plans She to... She will be in the next Superman Batman. Yeah. Right, she, she will. That's that's official. But, she but she's not going to get her own movie until... Who's the check planner again? 
uh, can't remember the name. Hot from uh, Pants. Uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious Six. Uh, oh, which uh, I just saw it, actually. Israeli actor. Oh, yeah. oh that one. Yes, yeah. she's good. Yeah. What did you yeah. think of it? It was all right. It was fun. It was, it was better than the last few, hasn't it? I, I really want to. You know, I have never I seen the, the Fast and Furious films. You haven't I seen any let of you borrow them all. Any of them. Uh, you know what? Please, because I want to binge them. I, I want to see one through six in a row, one after the but other. If you like car chases, um, the movies for you. I just know that these things get stupid crazy, they and do. that's what I want to see is that ramping up of stupid crazy. There's some stupid shit that goes ridiculous. on in there. They're absolutely ridiculous movies. Yeah, but if you go, but into, they know what they are. If you go into it the way you go into Expendables or Con Air, yeah, you know what you're going to You're going to be fine. You're going to have a good time. And I think that's why I like it. We all agreed that Con Air is a fun movie, everybody, except for the man's not here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm he, go, I he go who shall it. not be named. <laughs> I want to go into it with the spirit of, woo! That's, that's what yeah, I, I want. I want to turn your brain off and, yeah. Just go have fun. Get a six-pack and turn your brain off and you'll have a good time. I'll let you borrow all six. Matter of fact, I will bring all six of them for you next week. Cracks me up that you own Brilliant. all six. I'm okay with that. No, I understand. I like. I like. See, the thing is, I like having a collection of films. It was like recent. Oh no, I get it. Recent uh, for Christmas, my buddy. Uh, we we did a gift exchange. You know, like a white elephant, and I said, "Bring a movie that you think is one of the all time great movie. You know, one of your all time favorite movies, and then bring a movie that you would never buy for yourself." And so, that's fun. Yeah. So the movie I brought uh, that I bought that I think is one of the all times great is uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the movie I would never buy for myself, Face Off. <laughs> I, I enjoy that movie. <laughs> that is a fun movie. Yeah. It is a ridiculous movie. It's fun to watch, but I'd never buy it. I'd never buy it to put in my collection. If someone gave it to me, I'd be like, sure. I wouldn't be embarrassed to have it in my collection. Yeah. But I would never spend the money to buy it for myself. If it's on TV, I go, all right, I'll watch these two maniacs just be completely out of control. You know, every actors. time I'm with you, uh, every time I'm with you, like <laughs> you bring up these lists of like what I would buy for white elf for a person, and then what I wouldn't buy myself. Like a few weeks ago, you brought up a list like 25 films for humans to see, and I had, like took three weeks to come up with that damn list. And then last time you were sick, and you're like, I don't have time for that right now. I forgot about it. <laughs> well, no, this is my buddy. He said, bring a movie you never buy for yourself. And I was like, I didn't want to bring like just complete dreck. You know what I mean? Like just a terrible That's movie. That's a horrible movie right. too. You know what I mean? Complete like, dreck was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I, But you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't just buy some yeah. piece of crap movie. So I was like, what's a movie that's reasonably fun, but I would never buy for myself? And that face-off is totally, in, The Rock is probably in that same category. I don't know if I'd ever buy it, but if I owned it, I'd probably watch it. I think I own both those movies. You know it's I mean? fun I, watching Travolta out Nick Cage, Nick Cage. And Nick that's Cage, the best thing about well, it. And Nick Cage trying to out Travolta yeah, Travolta. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the two of them are just, comp- it's it's Wrath of Khan. Yeah. You know, it's two actors just trying to overdo each other for the whole movie. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's such a stupidly ridiculous premise. And the movie is... Out of control, stupid. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to rename this episode Cinegeek. <laughs> Cinegeek, shock. Welcome to Cinegeek. Nothing but movies. I am Master Dorgo. Oh, yes. <clears throat> That's what else is in the news. China. China's in the news has officially lifted the ban on selling consoles. Uh, though the measure is temporary, it seems, according to the BBC. Uh, China banned the sale of home video game consoles in 2000, saying that it did so because it had an adverse effect on the mental health of the country's youth. Uh, this ban has helped. I don't know. Looking in America, I don't know if I can argue that. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, this ban has helped create a gray market for some home consoles and software, as well as black market for software. Shocking. 
Shocking uh, news. The band also helped the PC gaming space grow by leaps and bounds over the years in its region. The PC gaming market in China generates $13 billion a year. That's, uh, that's like a dollar for each person who lives there. <laughs> that's right. That's pretty impressive. That's goddamn impressive. I would, that's an industry. Can I... Um, no, I don't think you can't. You have it. And then getting back to cinema, um, Run Run Shaw. <laughs> run you're Run Shaw. You're determined to do that. I am. Run Run Shaw. Don't speak your Swahili to me. Sir. Yeah, I have no idea what you're saying. Run Run Shaw. He <laughs> was a. He was you keep a, looking at us like, oh, yeah, Run Run Shaw. Well, you keep interrupting me. I can't get past Run Run Shaw. I can't get past the name until you say something. <laughs> run Run Shaw. Wasn't that the, yeah, the yeah. Simon yeah. Pegg yeah, movie? Yeah, it's a Simon Pegg movie. Run, yeah. run, 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 run Shaw, right? Yeah. Or something. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty fun. That was actually Run Shaw Run. That's what it was. Run Shaw Run. Anyway. He uh, he. Fat boy run. <laughs> oh, is yes. that what it was? Ah. Oh. Okay, so what's Run Run Shaw then? So embarrassed. Run Run I Shaw. Mean, oh no no, that's that one uh, starring that Lola girl. <laughs> I yes. hate you guys run right now. No, that was Run Lola Run. Oh, that's Run. Oh. So no, wait, Run Run Shaw Run. Run Run Shaw. Run Run Shaw. You no, had the crystal. Group no, you had the crystal uh, the in your hand, oh, and if it started blinking, you got too old, and then you had to be killed. Yes, right. That's, that's what that it. was. That's, run, that's run, that Shaw. movie, Run Run Shaw. Remind me why I come here. That was <laughs> actually that was actually Logan's Run. Oh, All Logan's right. Run. Yeah. Uh, uh, what were you saying? Run Run Shaw was a yeah, it was a rap group, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they were really good early. Yeah, yeah. Jam Master oh, J, like early nineties, right? Early nineties. <laughs> that's when they were around. <laughs> I think I, so. I'm not a big rap guy, so I wouldn't. Know. Or are they more hip hop? <laughs> are they rap or are they hip hop? Run Run Shaw. Run Run Shaw, more rap, I think. Uh, were they? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jeff has no idea what that reference is to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely lost. <laughs> It's like all the movies I know. I don't know Run DMC. Like, everybody's so, sitting so here laughing but me. DMC, but <laughs> everybody's completely laughing but me. <laughs> Tell me about Run Run Shaw. Yes. Okay. So he was a uh, he was a movie producer director. Uh, he basically did all the Shaw scope films uh, with his brother, the Kung Fu movies that you grew okay. up watching. Uh, he recently passed away. I think it was yesterday. Okay. He was about 106, 107 years old. He lived a great life. But I mean, no, these I feel kung, bad. These Kung Fu movies. <laughs> I don't. These Kung Fu movies influenced. A lot of people throughout sure. life. I mean, you watch these kung fu movies, and you know you believe in the heroes. They these were the guys that you believed in before, like the comic books got big and stuff like that. You watched them, and he did a lot of production work and directorial stuff with them. So that's basically, yeah, I was bringing that up. Uh, that's I'm glad you did. And and trust me, there there were plenty of our listeners out there were going, "Fuck you guys, Run Run Shaw's awesome." <laughs> uh, there are some kung fu fans maybe out there, like then maybe. Six. I'd say like six people that are listening. Okay. Hey, if you're a kung and fu fan out there, I appreciate you. And we mean kung fu, not the TV series. Not the yeah. David yeah. Carradine. The genre, oh, not yeah. the TV series starring yeah. If you know who the Shaw brothers are. Run Run Grasshopper, absolutely. That was Run Grasshopper Run. <laughs> if you know who, if you know, yeah, if you watch kung fu, uh, you know who Run Run Shaw. By the way, the a runny grasshopper is delicious. If oh. you've never had a runny grasshopper, that is a very not. I should have it with the runny eggs. I've had roasted grasshoppers. I haven't had runny grasshoppers. <laughs> it's a really good drink, the runny grasshopper. <laughs> uh, creator and director. Okay, let's go cinema then, you bastards. All right. <laughs> what? He's insisting. I, <laughs> I'm not insisting. It was kind of just on the. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's pass. Too late. This. No, the next the next story is the next. Story. <sighs> I've ruined Geek Shock this week. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> not at all. Creator and director David Lynch is going to shoot some new footage for Twin Peaks. Huh. Really? And everybody keeps telling me this is just a rumor. Uh, no, there's a casting call that's out. That's I saw the same yeah. thing, and somebody called me out on this yesterday and told me that I was wrong. 
Uh, in the finale episode of the, the series, uh, Laura Palmer tells Special Agent Dale Cooper that she will see him again in 25 years. Uh, the series was set in 1989, although it aired in 1991. So from the Hilarious. time the series takes place to 2014 makes it exactly 25 years. That's hard. But the uh, And the film after yeah. that was right after. Right? There's no word on what Lynch plans on shooting, but he's definitely shooting something Twin Peaks related. You know, uh, I know it this could be for the eventual Blu-ray release. Who knows? I know this will be blasphemy, but I have never actually seen that entire series. Wow, it's hard, a little harder to watch after now. the Laura Palmer uh, thing gets wrapped up. I haven't even gotten to the wrap up of that. To tell you the truth, I mean, I remember when it was on, and I was like in college at the time, and I just didn't have time to watch it. Okay. And my brother was hooked on it; he loved that show. I think it's on Netflix. I think I'm gonna. It is on watch. Netflix, and so. I've well, started. I started it on Netflix once or twice, and I'll get a couple episodes in. It's one of those I don't think I can binge it. I have to do like once a week. You I do. I think the biggest mistake yeah. with the series was, if I you know correct me if I'm wrong, is it's been a while since I've, wrong. I it's I've watched it. You're wrong. It's Run Run Jaw. They reveal you know the whole the whole premise of the series on the TV ads and you know posters and everything was who killed Laura Palmer. Well, they answer that question like three episodes before the end of the series. Oh. Something like that. So, like after that, it's like it's all like wrap up. So well, it's like scrubbing of the fryer. Exactly. So it should have <laughs> been. I mean, I in my opinion, they should have done that the very last episode. Yeah, but that's not the Lynch's style. It, no, it's not. And and so yeah, you're right. It's kind of hard to watch the last couple episodes because it's like, well, you've discovered. Yeah. What you were trying to figure out through the whole series. I mean, when I sit well, and watch the show, mm-hmm. I'm amazed. That something that stylized and surreal actually got put on major network yeah. television for years. That's impressive that Absolutely. he was able to pull that off. And if I remember right, uh, Lynch didn't really have it envisioned on continuing on. That no. was kind of the decision of the oh. parent company to say, this is a hit, let's keep it going. Well, that's By that point, Lynch had left the series. Oh, really? And it was being run by another guy and how many times have we talked about that though that shows run longer than they should sure. just to make more money you know my girlfriend and sent me something about uh, the house not long ago apparently it was up for sale i think the house that laura palmer lived in on the show oh okay like the actual yeah. house she sent it to me she's like hey wouldn't you like to own this house and i was like yes i would as long mm-hmm. as we had the money but we don't so <laughs> And I don't remember where the house was actually no, I, located. I, 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 I was actually surprised how much I liked that show because I'm not usually a Lynch fan. But really what did you think of the it. film? Uh, the, the film was goddamn dark. Without and question. Go Firewalk with yeah, me. Yeah, Firewalk oh, yeah. with me is super dark. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's so many weird, confusing things in that. But then again, that's more Lynchian than, you know, Twin Peaks. The <laughs> last thing Lynch did, he directed uh, Nine Inch Nails' new video. Uh, has it from... Uh, Came back haunted. He directed that okay. video. Well, I would say Twin Peaks is the least Lynchian thing David Lynch has ever done. I will concur with that. That and Dune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. He did do Dune. Yeah. yeah. But in its own bizarre way, it's very Lynchian. Oh, yeah. You can smell Lynch in it. Yeah. There's no doubt. It's, you can smell it. That's what Spice smells like, David Lynch. It's spice. Yeah. <laughs> Dune Spice. <laughs> it, they, they were literally, it was Lynch Spice. Originally, it was called <laughs> Lynch Spice. And then, <laughs> and then they were like, that's too obvious. We should change it. In the novel, it was originally called Lynch Spice. Yeah. I wonder what yeah. he's like in person. <clears throat> uh, probably as eccentric as you think. Yeah. Uh, he released a CD uh, a couple years ago. Well, I see him in interviews all the time. I mean, he's an interesting 
character. And I love the fact that David Lynch talks like this all the time. He's so not like. Well, he's kind of like one of his characters in yeah, one of his movies. So. But yeah, no, I some of his movies. I I like some of his movies. I don't think I. Yeah, I don't think I. I like own. looking for David Lynch in his movies. He was I don't a, own a David Lynch movie though. He was on the Cleveland Show as the bartender. Oh, was he? And well, it's a good voice. And he his character <laughs> was was. Voiced by David Lynch, yeah, yeah. and it's, it completely was inspired. him. But I don't remember if they actually had him as David Lynch in the series. I Wasn't can't remember quite the... Adam West in in Family Guy, right. but might as well have been. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it was voiced by David Lynch, and I looked think like David it, Lynch. They, and, yeah. I think they called him David. But I don't. Like I don't David know if Lynch. that. I'd have to look that Spice. one up now. That's gonna bother me. <laughs> every, every time people walk in the bar, what's <laughs> that smell? Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. David just, Lynch spice. It's just, it's just the spice. The spice, uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's I mean, that's kind of ballsy 25 years later to be like, Well, we said we'd see you in 25 years, and it's definitely something that Lynch would do, yeah, because he doesn't really give a shit. It's his own, his, his, <laughs> his Lynch rules, man. Yeah, he's Maybe never right. tried to appease people, Mm-mm. and I think that's one of the things I do appreciate about him. Maybe sure. It could be something for the Blu ray, a middle, a mid sequence, or something like that at the end. 25 years later, boom, and that's it. I wouldn't, oh, hold, yeah. I wouldn't hold a pass in some three-hour epic film. And fans would buy that up like crazy yes, if that happened. Would. I got to say, Mulholland Drive was pretty was much better than I was thought. That's a creepy movie. That's, that's one a I haven't creepy watched. creepy-ass movie. I, I kind of stopped after Lost Highway. I'm like, I'm done! I didn't see Lost Highway, but Mulholland <laughs> Drive is creepy-ass. Uh, oh. I just never saw Mulholland Drive. It's a crazy film. It's kind of like Chinatown if Lynch did Chinatown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like because it's like a who done it. Okay, but it's Lynchy and who done it. It's that damn blue box. That's you know what I mean. It. And then yeah, and then and then of course he's got to have some weird mystery where everybody's like, "What the fuck is in that?" What's, but that what's fucking blue box that? is the MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, he's always got a MacGuffin. Ah, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster has its first elected official. Thank God. Christopher Schaefer, a new town wait, councilman. Wait, 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 wait. What is the Church of the That's Flying Spaghetti like Monster? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is one of my favorite things on the planet. It really is. Uh, the, it's an actual thing. The Church, an of, actual the thing. Flying church of the Flying Monster. Spaghetti yeah. Monster. That's a real Jeff. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like everybody knows. None of, so we don't know. So, Pastafarian. This is your run-run. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. This is Here's, your run-run yeah. yogurt. Uh, first of all, Christopher Christopher Schaefer is the new councilman at Pomfret, New York. Uh, the ordained Pastafarian minister uh, sported a colander on his head for his January 2nd swearing-in ceremony. Nice. Uh, the noodle-loving strainer sporting Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, also no- referred to as Pastafarianism, was originally inspired by a 2005 letter from founder Bobby Henderson to the Kansas State Board of Education. In the letter, <laughs> Henderson satirized creationism by equating it to a religion of his own creation in which an enormous spaghetti deity changed the carbon date of objects by touching them with his, quote, noodly appendage, unquote. <laughs> it's Kansas. And, no wonder Jeff knows about And then, this. of course, it expanded <laughs> from there. Uh, a berry is actually apostopharianism. Pastafarian. Why am I not surprised? After Henderson published the letter on his website, Pastafarianism rapidly gained followers, and although they maintain there's no dogma to their carb-centric religion, they do claim a fondness for pirates and beer. That's like so they the, just eat pasta. No. That's like the no, Church of Bacon. 
it's it's the it's origins like it's, it's basically making fun of Christianity, yeah. saying if you're going to believe in all the rules of God, of that of that God has, then you might as well believe in a flying spaghetti monster. It makes yeah. as much sense. It's, awesome. It's, it's often followed by atheists. They just yeah. it's a, it's, it's a way for them to. It's they fun. Might have just converted me. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Atheism is what. Yeah, it is. exactly. Because exactly. the Church of Bacon, a lot of atheists are part of. Yeah, yeah. And that's a local. That's more of a local one that I know. Uh, uh, Pendulette. Uh, supports on his Very uh, much podcast, so. the Sunday School Penn and Sunday School, I post and Sweet Maddie Meat, and, and Meat Man about bacon. I just Meaty posted Matt. something yesterday and got people somewhat not in an uproar, but it's pretty funny to see people's responses. I said, "You have ten minutes to live, sex or bacon." Oh yeah, you can only choose one or the other. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. You That's can't have both. You That's can't a do lot both. Of bacon. I said that, and people were like, "Well, why not both?" And I was like, "Well, I would have said and." I said sex or bacon, not sex and bacon. Ten minutes bacon. of bacon. That's a fair amount of bacon. That's a lot. But you have of bacon. to. I think you had some people were bringing up the process that you have to cook the bacon. You know what I mean? Well, I assume the bacon's already cooked. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm, if I have to cook the bacon, I'm choosing. sex. You could get pre-cooked bacon. I mean, and you're just saying warm sex. It up. Then we're if we're saying sex and we're assuming foreplay. I got to get them undressed. Uh-huh. You know, that's ten that's minutes take more than ten minutes. That's ten minutes yeah. lost right there. Yeah. So we're assuming the actual enjoyment part. Yeah. Not that it isn't fun to. To have foreplay. Sure. Some people were like, "If you choose bacon, you're ridiculous." And then people, some other people were like, people. "Well, sex takes longer than ten minutes, or blah blah blah." So I would, of course, choose bacon. It's a very unique question. People are very passionate about their bacon, man. And yeah, it is really interesting. There are true bacon lovers in the world. So maybe stew on that question for a week, I and I would like to hear other people's bacon. answers. Yeah, I would fuck the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, somebody brought up. Somebody <laughs> brought up. Does banging the pig count? Yeah. <laughs> and I would like couldn't stop laughing at that. Yeah. Making bacon. That's right. That's right. Faking bacon. Making bacon with. I the would like to hear everybody bacon. else's answers. So feel free to send them in. <laughs> Uh, Apple has responded strongly to reports that the National Security Agency claims a, quote, 100% success rate in attaching spyware to iOS apps. The revelation about (laughs) NSA's targeting of Apple products comes from the recent Der Spiegel report featuring leaked documents from the former NSA contractor Edward Snowden provided to various journalists. The NSA program targeting Apple products is called Dropout Jeep and allows the agency to intercept SMS messages, access contact lists, locate a phone using cell tower data, and even activate the device's microphone and camera. Upon hearing about this latest revelation, Apple issued a statement calling the NSA a, quote, malicious hacker. Uh, here is the, uh, the full statement. Apple has never worked with the NSA to create a backdoor of any of our products, including iPhone. Uh, the company wrote in their prepared statement. Additionally, we have been unaware of this alleged NSA program targeting our products. We care deeply about our customers' privacy and security. Our team is continuously working to make our products even more secure, and we make it easy for customers to keep their software up to date with latest advancements. <laughs> Whenever we hear about attempts to undermine Apple's industry-leading security, we thoroughly investigate and take appropriate steps to protect our customers. We will continue to use our resources to stay ahead of malicious hackers and defend our customers from security attacks, regardless of who's behind them, unquote. I just kind of really like that statement. Fuck Apple. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And I'm sitting here with my iPhone saying, fuck Apple. Didn't, uh, if, if I remember correctly, the document said that, that, that was the project was abandoned eventually. It, by it, the, like it actually never went for. I mean, by they, the government. You mean the government project or the, the Apple NS, Yeah, the NSA project. Like they had started working on it and had 
developed like the, the back doors into the apps or something and then just and then they realized this there's no we don't it's not necessary well i think they what they realized was they could get the same yeah with the exception of being able to turn on a person's microphone and camera and take yeah. pictures and so forth they could do the same thing with collecting the metadata that, that they've been doing you know what? They could all do along. The same, it was easier. They could do the same thing if they just joined Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty so much. The I amount mean, of fucking information people put on Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Are you tracking somebody? It's, you just go on their Facebook page, their it Instagram is, page. You know where they're, they're at. Twitter page. Like, yeah, exactly. I got a couple of friends that are like, hey, uh, especially like female friends that are like, hey, could you do me a favor and not say meeting Susie at the so-and-so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I don't need people knowing I'm either not at home yeah. or that I'm you know, going to be here. Cyber-stalking like, used to be a lot di- more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> now that I have four squares, it's much easier. Corner, <laughs> chuckling with yeah, delight. Yeah, people checking in makes it real easy. Yeah. That's what my girlfriend always tells me. She's like, are you ever worried about people knowing where you're at? I was like, no, that's the beauty of my life. People know where I'm at all the time, so... They want to come find me. Let them try. Well, her point also, I think, was interesting. Was she's like, I don't need people to know I'm not at home. Yeah, no. like there's that too. But uh, have you seen that? I don't know whether you guys have been watching Key and Peele. It's a funny ass show. I have not seen it. We I, recorded it at my house, but I've never seen it. But he's, they've got a whole thing where one of them plays Barack, and the other one is Barack's translator. I have oh, seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And they have one about you know spying on everybody, and the whole bit is like, we do not care about. What kind of porn you're watching, people? Like, they just go off on a whole tangent of like, look, we're only just quit worrying about us looking at the. E- we're not reading all your fucking email, you know. It's just like <laughs> this is a very funny bit of like, <laughs> we're not, we don't give a shit what you're spanking it to. We're just worried about people that might be trying to blow the country up, you know. It's like, I don't know. It's just, that show is very funny. Game Peel. Child's Play, the uh, charity dedicated to giving sick children in hospitals around the world toys and games to play with while they undergo surgeries of treatments for serious illnesses, announced that it managed to raise a record $7.6 million last year through events and community-driven fundraisers. Billion with a B? Uh, million. Oh, million. I've got to say M's properly. I just I, I was just going to say I was really impressed if that was... I'll be really impressed, too. Because million, that's nothing. That's kind of boring. Well, I mean, it's good, <laughs> but I mean, come on. When you say billion, though, yeah, that what was, means what was something. The, what was the total? Seven point six million dollars. That's a uh, yeah. That's, uh, all, that's, that's a fair amount of money. Yeah, that number uh, substantial increase over twenty twelve numbers of five million. That's a big job. So, but keep in mind that twenty twelve was a bannered year for the charity, raking in more money than it had the first time since its launch, and more than the cumulative. Cumulative. That's the one. Cumulative. Yeah. Cumulative. Cumulative. <laughs> cumulative total. Oh, cumulative. That's the one I'm looking for. Cumulative diseases. Yes, yeah, cumulative what you're total. Of? <laughs> you're telling me. Pax <laughs> pox <laughs> all the way. <laughs> that goddamn pax pox. <laughs> The cumulative total for the organization's first six years of operations. So uh, much of that extra money came from organizations like the Humble Bundle, which allows purchasers to give a portion to charity, and Extra Life, the annual giving marathon event that encourages gamers to play games and get sponsors to pledge and give various amounts. That's the stuff that uh, Paul and I was involved in. Yeah, which sounds pretty fun. Uh, to date, Child's Play has raised $25 million. Nice. Good How for have been around? <laughs> yes, good for, uh, since uh, 2005. Nah, so, nah, nah. 2000, even, no, 2008. So only five years. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty impressive then. I'm very proud of Chucky and his wife, Tiffany. They've done really well for themselves. 
Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you get to keep whatever you find. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. That's uh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. That's I, cool. I always like every year to give the child's play numbers because they just keep getting better and better. Well, I think more and more people are realizing, like, oh, this is a this is a good one, and they're yeah. expanding into more cities too, which is which is always good. Yeah. And, well, I, and and then expanding into more hospitals in more cities as well. I mean, it's it's a little late to talk about this because we're past last year now. But uh, when you do give to organizations for charity, it is good to do research to find out which ones. Yes. Are yes. Doing, giving what what you want them to give, where you want them to give, because you can give to the Red Cross, but they have eight thousand different things that they're right. doing, and you may not agree with all eight thousand of those. But this is one that uh, it seems is pretty legit. Yeah. And uh, we all seem to agree that it's a pretty damn good yeah. cause, and that they're they're good with it. So and started by two guys with a webcomic. Yeah, which yeah, is so. kind of awesome. Yeah. So. And yeah. also with charities, you also want to be very careful with ones that are administrative fees. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. There's, Actually, there's uh, the, the the one that the, the biggest one that I tell people though, because uh, uh, I have cancer in my family. I also have uh, uh, Alzheimer's in my family. Uh, history of both, and and now heart disease too. But uh, is make sure you differentiate between. Places that collect money for awareness versus research. Research, yes. yes. Awareness, do not, do not donate to research. Yeah, they do. donate. Awareness may just make commercials yeah, about cancer. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the the biggest charity. Uh, they do last exactly year what they say. Was like they breast cancer more awareness. Aware. It's like I think we're all aware yep. that breast cancer <laughs> is, yep. affects a lot of people by now. There's a great. Uh, I don't know whether you got. You guys listen to stuff you should know that often, but I've been listening to it pretty regularly. And about a year, uh, it's about a year old, but they have a whole show about uh, giving to charities. And I think yeah. it's actually a show about uh, about uh, being a philanthropist. Yeah. And they go off on a tangent about, and they give a lot of great detail about how to research it. You can actually look up each company's uh and they have to show what they give and how much to each yeah. department and each section. And so they say there's a lot of easy ways to research where the money's going. Yeah. You can feel confident that the money's going where you want it to go. Because so. some of it's like it's like five cents on the dollar is actually going to. Yeah, which is terrible. Because like, all these administrative fees, like some of these guys, some of the administrators are making like two and three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they're just salaries and some yeah. up from there. Yep. But I mean, the, the awareness one was the one that, uh, that a lot of people just don't know the difference between. Yep. Because I mean, I I think it was is it Susan G. Komen is like the biggest one collector of, them, yes. of like breast cancer awareness. Yes. But none of that money goes towards research. They do so to you try see to all these the pink problem. ribbons and pink this and pink that, and, and I'm like, it's it seems like a very noble years ago endeavor. When they started. 15 years ago, when exactly. Started, it was a great cause to make people aware that it even existed and it was as prevalent as it is. Yeah, and now it pays for giant billboards, yep. pays for television ads, yep. it plays for uh, football players to wear pink shoes yep. and pink gloves. Yep, and it pays for a lot of people's yeah. salaries. Exactly. So yeah, My friends who have had or are having to deal with breast cancer have all said, do not give any money to Susan G. Komen. Because it does nothing to help me in my cause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 one of those ones that's gotten beyond what it was original. Yeah, 
the uh, founded the intention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so definitely donate towards research if given the choice. And also, as Luddite said, uh, research those places and make sure where the money is going. Easier said than done. But I know. I know. Yeah. Although, give money to sandpaper dick awareness because that should people Sand need to know about paper that. Sandpaper yeah. day awareness? Dick. Sandpaper paper dick. dick. Yeah. I... I see. We do need to give money to this. Exactly. I was not aware not, of it. I was not aware of sandpaper yeah. dick. Is that like it's a, the slippery slope that you get on? It doesn't sound very slippery. No, well, <laughs> let's just say it starts slippery. Really? But, but yeah, it starts with the lotion, huh? And then the lotion doesn't do it, so you have to do something a little more rougher to what? get the feel. Really? So yeah. it doesn't push the lo- this, the lotion on the skin. Right. It no, puts, it, it, you push the lotion on the skin, but the lotion don't do much anymore. Then, I then, did. Oh. then all of a sudden you get get the kind of. Uh, What's what am I looking for? Then? I don't. I don't. I have. It no, gets the hose I have again. no idea what you're looking for. Yeah. Apparently, is this, <laughs> is this the same kind of disease that affects uh, sick Indian dick too, or no, sick perhaps sickly it, brown it, dick? It, it, no, that's a whole nother. That, that, is that a different one? Okay, that's. Cause, cause, I think cause that needs its own awareness. I think that one's made up. Yours yeah. sounds real. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me who yeah. made this up. This guy over here made this. up. <laughs> and then let's say you gravitate more toward, let's say, cloth, cloth along the way because uh-huh. it's, it it rubs you a little stronger. Okay, but all of a sudden, then then you grab, then you gain a uh, a tolerance to that. I see, and then it goes up until to the ends. You're using you're sandpaper. sandpaper because that's the only thing you. Can okay, so, I don't have so this problem anymore with my new underwear. So it's not a matter of that if you, that the penis feels like sandpaper. No, that's just you the have opposite. to use sandpaper right. upon it to be aroused, right. and that's it. I have no problem with so, sandpaper dick. So anymore. be aware that you name know, is misleading. Sandpaper dick. See that my name is misleading. Well, it but the thing all you, the more reason it, we need awareness. But it gets you interested. Uh, well, it doesn't get me interested. Uh, it, if you're interested in spreading the awareness of sandpaper dick, <laughs> spend five dollars <laughs> to the Ugly Couch Show, care of Master Torgo. <laughs> Please make the checks out to Master Torgo. <laughs> yes, because my bank loves that. <laughs> 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 and finally, 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 the breeze. Um, <laughs> American fans of the legendary Swiss art, Swiss artist H.R. Is it Geiger? Geiger. Geiger. I believe it's Geiger. Is it Geiger? Okay. It have to be. Swiss artist H.R. Geiger. Rejoice. Well, true. Uh, his famous Geiger bar might finally be coming to the U.S. along with a sci-fi themed hotel built around it. Uh, Geiger, Geiger, the hugely influential artist who created the groundbreaking biomechanical designs for the original Alien, Uh has opened two Geiger bars in his native Switzerland. The bars are utterly distinctive environments with everything inside fashioned in the same biomechanical style that is his art trademark. Uh, According to CNET, graphic designer Andy Davies is working with Geiger to bring the bar to the U.S. for the first time. Uh, But that's not all. Uh, Davies needs a hotel to house the bar in, so he's developing his own idea, the Sci-Fi Hotel, as well. So Vegas is a viable option. Uh, well, not really, according to this, but Davies says his hotel will be, quote, an architectural and stylistic celebration of science fiction, a creative and technological showcase that features classic, retro, and futuristic science fiction interior design, art, books, and movies in guest rooms and public spaces for a completely immersive experience. So a Star Trek room and a Star Wars room and an alien room and a... 
So basically, it is it not is coming to Las Vegas. It, yeah. it has more chance of being in a bigger city. Yeah. He added that the venue will include unique art and media installations, unusual rooms, a comprehensive think. library, and all kinds of sci-fi entertainment and games available on demand. Huh. As for the Geiger bar, Geiger bar itself, Davey said, what I envision is for the bar, uh, U.S. bar, is taking the key elements of the Geiger bar, Giraris, the biomedic... Uh, Giraris? Yeah, Giraris. Giraris? Where was that? The biomechanical ceiling arches, reforming them to fit the space here, matching those design elements with the same style of furniture the bar, well, pretty much replicating the whole thing. Uh, the important thing for me is total authenticity. I want Geiger and his team to be totally involved. This will be a Geiger work of art, not just a copy, but the real thing. Uh, that's really important to uh, Geiger and myself. Uh, unquote. Uh, no final decision yet on where Davis willed the sci-fi hotel and the bar, uh, but he said that Seattle and New York are leading the pack with San Francisco, New Orleans, and Chicago rounding out his top five locations. Seattle would be good because you already have the sci-fi museum there. I'm sure that's figuring in. Oh, um, okay. I didn't know that. EMP. Yeah. New York because it's New York. And, uh, and and let's face it, Seattle's a, a good place for a boutique hotel, which seems like right. what this for kind of thing For a sci-fi, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's a perfect time for that. Right. And it you got the Silicon v- the folk around, so you got a already a heavy geek culture in the city. San Francisco, that would be probably a good idea, too. The gays love their sci-fi. Don't they? As much as I that, would love for their... Not as much sandpaper dick. I feel like that was racist. <laughs> racist? That might have been stereotypical. <laughs> or or uh, 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 homophobic, maybe. There, as much as I would love I to have know. that type of a hotel here, there are so many hotels in Vegas right now that independents just yeah. can't compete. No, especially um, without a casino. Yeah, unless yeah. you've got really, really deep pockets. I mean, yeah. you you look at the Strip, there's only, what, Wynn and Adelson are the only independent owners on the Strip. The rest are all corporately owned. Yeah, yeah well, uh, who is the it way. that owns uh, the Artisan and then the Rumor? That's the same. Who does? It's the same people. It's the same people that own Artisan and the Rumor. Uh, that was Run Run Lola Fat Batman. Fat back. <laughs> hey. Fat back. First of all. <laughs> Fat back. <laughs> first of all, Run Run Shaw and Run and Run Lola Run are two different things. Maddie <laughs> Maddie Fat Back Shaw. <laughs> run. run Lola Run is a great film, mind you. Run, Lola, but also <laughs> Rumor and the Artisan aren't on the strip. Uh, which is not, where no, but which is where most people that come to this town stay. Yeah, but I believe so. the new SLS where the Sahara is is yeah. the same company. Oh, yeah. is it the same company? Yeah. It's okay. fat back right now. You guys can't see this because you're not watching. But run, I'm fat flipping back, the run. two of these fuckers <laughs> off right now. <laughs> oh, I've I never flipped off anybody <laughs> in this room, not even Paul, <laughs> until now. I love those two words together. Run, fat back. Jeff, fat you're back. cool. You're fat the only cool person term. in this room right now. So I shouldn't say run, forest, run. <laughs> <laughs> run, fat back, run. You just ruined that. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you run? Run right to us, comments <laughs> at uglycowshow.com. And uh, hey, watch the other cow show itself. We'll come up one day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, check us out on uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher's uh, got us. Keep uh, saying the YouTube. likes on Facebook. Absolutely. The uh, likes on the iTunes. On. 
There's no better advertisement than you telling a friend that we exist. That's so true. And that we are enjoyable. And we appreciate you listening. Thanks for joining us in this new year of, I'm sure, what's going to be great and crazy news. Merry 2014. Indeed. Until then, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Captain Luddite. And Bonzo. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. (laughs) Uh, Run, Fatback, run! Fatback, it's such a great word. This is horrible. Fatback's such a great word. (laughs) You know, life's just a box of shoe. Fatback. I'm going to internet run, run, sue you shoot. and turn this show into Cinegeek. <laughs> Life's like a box of 3D printed chocolate. Life is a box of fat back. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> they have 3D chocolate printers at CES. That uh, is awesome. the greatest. <laughs> Little so House awesome. of uh, Magic. I was there tonight. They actually have the chocolate dice sets there now. So nice. You can order different flavored chocolate dice. Down.